Hail cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good, Josh. Right at the top, we need to shout out uh, the Black Horse Tavern. Everyone knows that the Black Horse is always cheating HQ. We finally have a true friend that works at Black Horse. Jazz, the bartender. Jazz, if you're listening, Mm -hmm. thanks for a great uh, great, uh, time Saturday morning watching the fixtures. Uh, And and also shout out to Jazz for being a maverick. We're going to have to talk a little bit about Harry Kane, potential replacements. And he went so far as to bring in Chris Wood ahead of Game Week 22. Wow. Uh, very, very tense in the Black Horse during the Fulham Burnley <laughs> match. Uh, all right, Brandon, we, we'll, we'll talk about Kane in just in just a second here. Um, I guess we'll get right into it. In fact, uh, Game Week 22 uh, just wrapped. Uh, we're recording this after the Man City uh, Man City Wolves match, which you know, to be honest, it was it was a little bit like last year when. Um, I mean, obviously the stakes were much lower, but um, last year there was a pretty fun. Um, Liverpool Man City game and then Sadio Mane got a red card that sort of sucked the life out of it and I felt like uh, today's Man City Wolves games was, was it was like pretty entertaining like I mean it felt, you know Man City were definitely on the front foot but um, once that red card happened it was just the game was over I mean there was no life in it you know and it was like everyone in the stadium knew they were going to win it, it had the potential for a fun rematch just so far as their Wolves are one of the few teams that's taken points off of City this season so yeah. you know you, you tune into a match like this to see are the tactics really that square is there going to be vengeance supplied by City do Wolves really have Pep's number and so on and so forth and the, yep. the red card just vaporizes that narrative I will say I thought they were going to score more. Um, they they didn't, which was kind of annoying. But it, the way that it happened with that third goal being an own goal and you know, got a brace from Jesus, I even though I only got an assist from Sana, I ended up with eight points from him, which is you know really like quite an excellent haul, all things considered. I mean, you know, it's truly more than you deserve, Josh. <laughs> Yeah, it's part of you that wants that wants more, given that the red card was so early in the match. But and it walk, if you had told me I was going to get eight points from him going to that match, I would have taken it all day, every day, of course. And I was just mm-hmm. thinking uh, this afternoon about how, like, I've owned like the way that I've owned Sane so far this season is like the definition of why you have to be patient with players. You know, it's like the exact. I've had him for six weeks, right? And so the first game week, I got ten points from him, and then I got two points, two points, one point. And then the last two game weeks, I got 10 points and eight points, right? So what is that? Mm. Uh, that is 28, 30. That's 33 points, right? 33 points from Glad six game weeks. Glad you figured that one out. You were, you were on your own <laughs> on that one. So 33 points from six game weeks uh, divided by six is uh, 5.5 points uh, per per match from Sonny, which is fantastic. I mean, any player that's going to get you 5.5 points per match is worth, I don't know what, like upwards of. 10 million right or something like that i mean it's uh, mm-hmm. 9 million at least like it's uh i mean to, 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 you know an average over five points of uh, return is is fantastic uh maybe it doesn't seem like that much because you, you think about these explosive returns but you know you have to average out all those blanks as well you know virtually everybody blanks except for mo Salah, you know so um i don't know like how are you uh i feel like i'm getting off on a tangent here but just while i'm talking about it, i might as well just talk about my team uh which finished yeah, on uh, 65 points total um, this week was all about my uh, really the curse of two transfers struck again, Brandon. And mm-hmm. I, I really didn't, I just didn't, I didn't have any moves that I really wanted to make. I had no money in the bank. So I felt slightly limited in some of my moves. I thought about dropping Brooks. Um, 
But I just couldn't really figure out who I would even want to bring in. If I, I was like a little worried about Camarasa mm-hmm. and whether he was going to be healthy. Um, you know, I just the you know, Hoiberg, he's dropped and so he's only 4.4 million now. So there really wasn't any move I could bring in for that. I didn't want to drop any just of my like defenders. high school Josh's dating life. No moves. <laughs> yes. No moves. Uh, and so I thought, well, you know, given that there's nothing going on here, I've got, you know, Patricio away to Man City. I've got Fabianski at home to Arsenal. Uh, you, know, you know, West Ham can't keep clean sheets at all, right? It's this long run of, I think they've only kept like four all season, you know? And so I was like, you know what? Let me just drop Fabianski. I've been thinking about doing this anyways. He's already, he's risen in price a little bit. So I'll, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. get 0.4 million by bringing in Gaita. And uh, mm-hmm. they're, that match is going on. They're keeping a clean sheet. Uh, he dives for a ball, and suddenly, boom, muscle injury. Uh, and this is so one worst too, because he, it's hard to be watching that on television, and you kind of don't know what's going on because yeah. it was yeah. you know, muscle injuries are, are hard to. It's not. Yeah. It's not the impact. You can't see it happening in real time. You're just kind of yeah. asking yourself why. You could tell right away. I think he actually might have even been getting taped up like before that happened too. And so, uh, but what made it worse is that I, all of this was happening with me knowing that Fabianski had picked up nine points in the early mm-hmm. match that Arsenal, that Emery decided, you know, again to roll out a team on the road that didn't have any attacking midfielders. And so all you had was yeah. Gwen Doozy like shooting from like the midway line, just like again and again. And again. It was the most he, ridiculous he, game plan. It made no sense. He, Gwen Doozy had his worst game. Uh, this season yes. under Arsenal. Yes. I mean, he's he is. There's so much to like about Guendouzi, and he's young and yes. he's a work in progress. But uh, yep. I mean, that epitomized the disastrous performance. By he Arsenal. was just he was put in a bad spot in some ways too. You know, I mean, it just so it, it right. was just a frustrating frustrating game. You know, uh, Aubameyang has a you know one on one opportunity, not exactly an easy opportunity because Fabianski did kind of have the angle covered, but you know, a situation mm-hmm. where he definitely could have scored for sure and. Uh, he doesn't. Fabianski holds on for nine, and so I basically transferred eight points out of my team, and I have an injured, uh, an injured keeper now too. Uh, yeah. So it's just kind of a disaster. But all that said, I got my captain right. I captain Salah. Um, I did. I did get eight points from Sane. Um, I got six from. Uh, Alexander Arnold, 12 from Dean, four from uh, Wambasaka. You and I had a lot of similar players. Uh, five mm-hmm. from Pogba. Um, and then, yeah, but the, my front line killed me this week. I had two from Aubameyang, two from Kane, and one from Jimenez. So mm-hmm. all told, 65 points, though, uh, up to uh, 8,785 overall. So um, it's like actually a slight, a small green arrow. I moved about 220 spots. Uh, I, so can that do was, uh, I can do better than that. I think I saw it. Did you drop like, or did you, did you rise or drop like 13 spots or 20 or something? I rose 21 spots. I rose 21 <laughs> spots. Uh, A nice simple yeah. green arrow. My green arrow is if you live in the States old enough to buy a beer at the bar. So jazz, <laughs> it's back to you. <laughs> uh so yeah 87 85 overall and uh, 65 points um yeah you and i had a fun head-to-head matchup today too and it actually came down to whether sonny was going to hold onto his bonus points or not as to whether i was going to win this match so yeah it, it ended up being it ended up being closer in the end than i thought i mean going into wolves man city and you just need a return to wipe out uh uh, return from Sané to wipe out Patricio's return. I thought you had it in the bag. The fact that it came down to bonus was just 
a testament to how much that game dropped off after the red card. City just kind yeah. of saw it as a time to save a little, a little energy. They had, you know, they they beat up, completely beat up Burton Albion. So why go out and beat up yet another team? You don't want to get a reputation, a bad reputation, like the bullies from Karate like Kid. Bad or karma something like or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I, guess, I guess so. Yeah, so it was... Uh, yeah, it was just a straight. Yeah, it was like everyone knew that match was over. And then when, when they pulled him in as at halftime, uh, you were like, okay, there's like, you know, if I didn't have Sane, I would have been like, I don't need to watch this anymore. You know, I will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. yep. All that said, I, w- I think I was lucky to get three points from Patricio, given Matt Ryan is my backup goalkeeper. I had little choice but to start him. Finish mm-hmm. the week on 63 points. Um, kind of a, a, as mentioned by my green arrow, it's just a 21 position move so i'm just treading water got the captaincy wrong i i come friday night i was actually surprised to see how overwhelming a favorite mo Salah was for the captaincy and i probably should have just listened to the crowd a little bit more just mm-hmm. listen to me your friend josh let me put my let me put my uh logic to you this way in terms of the armband i thought that brighton had enough of a chance to keep Liverpool to one or two goals mm-hmm. and has there was enough of an upside with Hazard home Newcastle that it was an interesting differential captain and sure. you know the you 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 stare into the uh blue FPL shirt of Hazard on the FPL site for too <laughs> you long stare the, the the Belgian abyss yeah it, yeah it'll drive you insane it'll so yeah. um you know, last week you were you were talking about Hazard, season keeper. Doesn't matter what he does, returns wise, the rest of the season maybe you're going to keep him, and, and next year too, I think, right? So you're yeah. locked into him for, as for long the rest as he's in. <laughs> you're you're in prison with 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 Eden Hazard. So I mean, is there? Are you like? Is, did this game week give you any like uh, concern about him? I mean, five points at home to Newcastle almost feels like a blank, doesn't it? I mean, it's kind of a. Uh, yeah. It's not a, it's not a horrible return, but it's it's not it's not great. I, I was watching the matches on Saturday with our friend Alex Martinez. I, he was also also holding Hazard. I said to him, if Hazard blanks today, I just don't have the the courage and the resoluteness to hold him. So the assist is kind of like the least he could have done for me. However, mm-hmm. looking at this window of game game weeks 24 and 25, Bournemouth-Huddersfield, those two fixtures are just too enticing. Arsenal in 23, ultimately, I mean, we can talk about, I think Good we're going to talk a little bit about yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just have to keep him. I, I have to. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe it's just he's a money pit and uh, I'm going to – like the owner of Aston Villa end up selling him for a loss when we drop to the championship. But uh, I just, I, I, I am sticking with him for the next three weeks come hell or high water. It's just, it is shocking that he has three, three and five after playing palace, Southampton and Newcastle in the last three matches. Um, and I'm not, I don't mean to pour it on here, but it's just like, it's, it's just so bizarre. And, you know, this is like, I, there's like this weird narrative. It's, it's, it's around Alonzo right now, too. It's like, these guys have great scores. So why are you talking about them as bad fantasy assets? But like, it is possible to be a streaky fantasy asset. Like, like ideally, you like, we talked about this before, but like you, you bring in players when they're in good form and you drop them when they don't have good form, you know? And like, I mean, I totally yeah. understand keeping Hazard in, in this case, but like this idea that like, that I can't bring him in in eight weeks, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, 
it's perfectly reasonable to drop somebody if they're not quite in their best form. And I, I, I'm not sure that he is right now. I mean, he always looks good, yeah. you know, but yeah. um, he doesn't have that. Like sometimes he has like that kind of like eye of the tiger or something, you know, where he's just like, I'm going to score five goals in three matches. Every manager comes in and decides it's a great idea to play Hazard as the false nine and it never works. So, yeah. Uh, it, Did he even it like, just I feel like he didn't even play through the middle. It was like he was he was like a Harry Kane style forward in this match. It's like he spent like most of his time like out on the left. I think he and, was just looking to find yeah. any any space yeah. at all, any space that he could dip into and, and wrestle control of the match. And he found it very right. difficult to do. Listen, we we said it a couple weeks before uh, Alonzo and Hazard weird that they're both Chelsea assets. But given their premium price tags, um, it, it's it's. It's hard to navigate around them because, yeah, to play the FPL game means you're moving players in and out uh, as as form and fixtures indicate. And right. Hazard, because there is no seeming there is no noticeable correlation between his points and form or fixtures. It's, it's just completely right. mysterious. We have not solved yeah. it over the last like however many years. Yeah. And I do think that, you know, even like I, I do, I'm, I've officially bought in this idea that Louise covers or can cover Alonzo. You know, like if you really feel like you need some. Um, that you want to have a Chelsea defender for some of their matches. I mean, you know, it's always hard to make a lateral move. Um, you know, like you never want to move one defender for another. But I mean, yeah, as you said, Bright- Bournemouth, Huddersfield, and Brighton in three of the next five matches. Um, you know, obviously, I wouldn't bring in Louise for Arsenal away. Um, although, honestly, they could keep a clean sheet in that match. I mean, if 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 Emery still won't play, you know, if he won't start Ozil or Ramsey, like I just don't know how Arsenal's going to score. Um, you know, so, I mean, yeah, they scored on Fulham at home, but like, it's just been, I, I, I'm just surprised by how much Mick, I feel like we're not talking about fantasy at all here, but like, I'm just surprised by how much Mkhitaryan, like his absence has affected this team, right? Like, it does seem like it's like really caused like a massive shakeup in their offensive thrust. Yes, it's true. Something is uh, a whole, a whole midfield is missing for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, who would have ever thought that Arsenal would lack creative attacking midfielders? It is like the strangest. Oh, how the tide has turned. Speaking of the uh, story changing, Joshua, Harry Kane. It looks like his uh, ankle is the size of a basketball right now. <laughs> still news. Still news yet to trickle in. But um, I, I mean, I love mixing my sports um, balls. Uh, for lack of mm-hmm. a better word, so why not we mm-hmm. why not just go with the basketball instead of a football here? Um, <laughs> why but, did they let uh, him the, walk the, off the pitch? By the way, because it's Harry, man Kane, and Harry Kane yeah. does what he wants. He yeah. he's he's he was probably limping his way to the park to go see if he could play a pickup match. <laughs> he, Five a side match. He, that, <laughs> if anyone if anyone is trying to outrun demons, it's Harry Kane. So uh, yeah. he yeah. he said no no thank you. I would rather. Uh, die than uh, accept your help so harry kane it, the latest report from uh, ben dinnery's twitter feed is that it, it could be up a month or more that kane is sidelined so we got to talk about replacements here it's a big deal mm-hmm. yep it's it, it, it's a weird time to talk about replacements for him too because in a weird way there there are a couple of obvious ones and then it's like you either go like one of three directions or you just don't like you replace him with kamara you know, and you go all the way down to a 4.5 million forward and you just put all the money into your midfield or uh, mm-hmm. possibly your defense, you know. And so the OK, so the obvious move, right, the first the first kind of clear move would just be very simple. Kane to Marcus Rashford. Right. Yep. You make that move. Uh, you're free up five million, you know, ton of money mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like you could buy a whole a whole like, a 16th player for that kind of money. 
It's so much money. It's like, do you remember that um, This American Life episode about the giant pool of money? You know, and how it, like the, this like all, there's too much money oh, out there. Was that about the mortgage the lending crisis? Yeah, it was exactly. And so I feel like that's everyone. Everyone has can right now is in this weird time where they're like, I have five million. I don't even know what to do with it. Like, I, like I don't, I don't want it. Like somebody take it from me. It's just, it's a you very gotta short the market, thing. guys. You obviously <laughs> have to short the market. So, uh, so that is right now. That is where I am. So. I, I probably, I mean, Kane to Rashford to me is just such an obvious move. Or maybe I wait a day or two just to make sure that Kane is officially out for a month or so, as it looks like he will be. Um, but then, you know, and assuming the Rashford, make sure Rashford doesn't get injured and training or whatever, yeah. I, I'll take a point one hit. That's fine, you know, just just yeah. to, just to make sure. Um, but then, it, let's say if you already have Rashford, I think there are some there are some trickier options, right? Um, and let's say you want to have an attacking forward. Both of us tend to be, I think, you know, both of us tend to be the kind of people that want at least one premium forward, even even two in some cases. I, I feel like in, in my case, I, I turn my season around by having two premium forwards. So I, I feel very like – I'm like I'm, I'm very much like in that camp at the moment, although I recognize that like you could – there's a lot of different ways to play, obviously. But sure. you know, Marcus Rashford at the time is playing like a premium forward, but he's priced at $7.3 million or 7.4, whatever it is. So sure. top you know, six just, team, uh, uh, yeah. If you take the price away and you see his returns and the you say say what you will about Manchester United, the team he's playing for, yeah. you that is a player historically that you'd probably end up playing paying at least eight point five mil for. Yeah, and you've been so you've been hugely down on him. Are you like are you coming around a little bit? Yeah, I did hold my nose when I brought Marcus Rashford in uh, game week 19 because, yeah, Mm -hmm. as you pointed out, I was just describing him as a uniquely vanilla player. (laughs) Um, You better believe I've turned it around. This guy is my main man. I mean, he he scored he scored three and three uh, as well as two assists in the last three. I mean, what Mm -hmm. what a baller. I I, I can't say enough great things about Marcus Rashford. Totally turned it around. They have an insanely good run of fixtures, too. Uh, Brighton, yeah. Burnley, Leicester, Fulham in the next four. Uh, home edge, Liverpool, that's a tricky one. But then Palace and Southampton. You could ride with two or even three Man City players, Man United, excuse me, uh, players until like game week 30, I would say. It's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a very nice run for them. So um, I do think there's a, probably a blank in there. We'll talk about blanks in an upcoming. Once we start talking about blanks, Brandon, it's like that's what every podcast is about. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do blanks slash chip theory yet that's just gonna be like <laughs> it's too much it dominates every podcast yeah just like the chips themselves we have to hold off as long as we can on chip theory exactly exactly as i know people are out there doing the lord's work and, and talking about the stuff and i i read it i just don't want to talk about it myself yet so um yeah so i've yeah i'm feeling very good about rashford too but let's say you already have rashford mm-hmm. um you have a couple of other candidates you have Bamiang, you have firmino um, possibly Aguero and Jesus, although I think the consensus, uh, this is really the opinion that you and I have, is that it's mm-hmm. there's just a little too much rotation concern right now. I mean, Jesus is in such great form that there's just no way, unless they play together, that he's not going to continue to get a lot of match time. Like, he yeah. should. Right. By all mm-hmm. you should you should get lots of match time. We so, lived through this yeah. at the start of last season and yeah. the the logic that held then is true now. If Aguero and Jesus are both fit firing and being worked into starting elevens, then neither one of them are safe FPL options. So that really leaves again, if you're going to get an expensive forward, and the, the problem is the cheaper forwards aren't very appealing, right? I mean, you have mm-hmm. Jimenez, who most many people already have. Um, you have Wilson, who's who's you know been injured. 
they have a good man that, you know, they're, they're home to West Ham in game week 23, but then um, he's got kind of a, like a, he doesn't have a great run of fixtures after that. Um, they played yeah. Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City, even the Wolves match. It's just a, it's just a poor run of fixtures kind of after, after this upcoming game week. So I would just, I would yeah. just note on Kellen Wilson though, the flag could conspiratorially be a January transfer window flag. And mm. he is not fit to play because he is trying to figure out where he's moving next. Maybe sure. that's not Chelsea because you would think that there's something to the Higuain rumors, but I would just right. watch Wilson's uh, the rumor mill with regard to Wilson. Cause if he does go to a club like Chelsea, then um, absolutely, he's worth it. Then again, we aren't going to know the answer to that until it's too late regarding this cane transfer. So I, yeah. I guess I shouldn't have even brought it up, Josh. <laughs> so uh, that that brings that leaves a uh, Firmino and Aubameyang, and I think the, the interesting thing about Aubameyang is that you know because they were the uh, the sole you know the, it was the they were the early Saturday fixture. Uh, like it feels like everybody watched that match. Everybody saw how bad Arsenal looked, mm-hmm. and everyone sort of forgot all of the good things that that Aubameyang has done this season. Like All 14, 14 of them. 14 goals, five assists, 21 bonus yeah. points. Um, yeah. And they have this, it's okay, it's it's it's, it's, an, it's a unique thing because they have uh, Chelsea and Man City uh, in two of the next three, but wrapped around those two matches, they have basically four captainable fixtures for him, right? Mm-hmm. You could captain mm-hmm. him at Game Week 24 at home to uh, Cardiff, Captain away in Game Week 26 to Huddersfield, same thing in Game Weeks 27 and 28 at home to Southampton and Bournemouth, right? I mean, yeah. okay, maybe you just Captain Salah and all of those anyway, which is probably the you know <laughs> reasonable way to go. But but you know this idea that you shouldn't have a player just because you know you wouldn't captain them because they're expensive. Like if you're going to be getting ten points or more possibly from a bombing in four of these fixtures, that's a player you want to own, you want to have in your team. So um, yeah, I definitely um, I, I'm very I'm very high on a bombing still, um, and I definitely prefer him over Firmino, even though Firmino does save you two million. Um, I just don't. I just don't trust Firmino um, because he's basically a forward. He's, he's classified as a forward, but he's playing like a midfielder. And yeah. you know, I just don't want a player like that necessarily. But a player you know, is moving, moving a, backward in the positions. Like he's getting exactly. He's getting fewer points as a striker than he should for the position he's actually playing. Exactly. So um, yeah, I think um, Aubameyang, Rashford, and then I think both of us like uh, Jimenez too, yeah. right? If you don't uh, yeah, have Jimenez ab- already. Yeah. Absolutely. And if neither of those or none of them float your boat, then I guess you can go slumming it with the 4.5 mil benchable strikers and and do five across the midfield. But yeah, it's, right. it's a funny old thing with Aubameyang and Kane because while I was watching the matches after the West Ham Arsenal performance, I was sitting on two frees, contemplating how I was going to move Aubameyang to Kane. And I was pretty set on doing that ahead of a pretty exciting Fulham fixture for Spurs. Kane out, it it almost renders, Kane out and Sun out almost renders Spurs entirely as a a pass. But what's weird is they're about to enter this insane run of matches, you know? I mean, Fulham... Watford, Newcastle, Leicester, they have three home matches in a row from game weeks mm-hmm. 24 to 26. I mean, it is insane. You know, I mean, they do have um, they have the League Cup second leg, but I don't know. The, the player who I'm sort of interested in is Deli Alley, um, mm-hmm. even though he's done kind of nothing. Um, you can't even look at the stats now when you think about these players because it's going to be a complete – if they don't have Kane or, or Son for a month, um, they're going to have to get creative. And suddenly yeah. – 
you know, I mean, maybe Alley plays as a forward. I, I mean, Lorente to me is not an option. Um, he's just, he's just too, he's too terrible. Um, mm-hmm. And I just don't buy him as I, uh, he's not going to, he's not just going to slot in. He's just going to be a bad player that he might play. I mean, he might start, but I just don't see him getting like, you know, I mean, may God strike me down when he gets a hat trick away to Fulham in game week 20. I shouldn't even say that because he might actually get a hat trick away to Fulham, but you, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna take I don't all want that you back. to die, Josh. I don't either. I, I'm walking that all back. Uh, as much as but, I want to win yeah. the fifty buck cup, I, I want to win it the right way. Yeah, but I do think uh, Erickson and LA are sort of they. I hear what you're saying, but I don't. I don't think they're less. I, I don't know. It just kind of depends. Like maybe you have to wait a match and kind of see how they line up. But I'm sort of intrigued by them. I, I just I have all this. You know, I, like again, I have this five million surplus coming my way and. I don't know, like Brooks to Erickson or Brooks to Brooks to Alley. It's just like it feels like kind of a because I already have Sun, I have Salah in my team. Um, it just I don't know. It's, I mean, I guess I could bring in Hazard, uh, which would be weird. I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> mm. But I, mm. I think I, Brooks to Alley would be interesting because then I would still have like two million left over um, that I could do that I could upgrade a defender. So, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just sort of kicking around some ideas right now. It's a, it's a, it's a decent differential if it comes off for sure. And I think Ali, while, uh, he hasn't performed FPL wise, he's, he is, he's competitive when it comes to the eye test. Let's say that. Right. Yes. Let's say that. And uh, I just handed you a great yeah. segue with the word competitive to the greatest league in the world, the always cheating super league. That is correct. Shall I run through the top 10 here real quick? I hope you do. <laughs> watch me. Just watch me, Josh. All right. Uh, starting in 10th place, we have a new entrant, Vivek Itkam, or Itcham. Ninth place, Alex Suarez. Eighth place, Martin Ewer. Seventh place, Sir Idu Nurgren. In sixth place, it's Matthew Shannon. Fifth place, uh, new Patreon subscriber, Chris McCartney. And in fourth place, the imitable, imitable, the legendary, imitable. the imitable, Fabio Borges. I think I'm still saying that wrong. Yeah, inimitable. Uh, yes. Imitable. I can't say that word. Okay. People <laughs> complain about us pronouncing uh uh I think that one's okay names. to mispronounce. Yeah, I think you're I think you're okay <laughs> on that one. Third place, it's uh Steon Cerebo. And then second place, Jason Mann. And in first place, ranked number three overall in the world, Miroslav Pujic. Team name Serbian Pujolski. sensation. Congratulations, Pajolski. That is amazing. 1,540 Truly. points. Truly. Remarkable. Keep going, Miroslav. We're with you. Brandon, uh, we also have a Patreon league, and uh, we have a Patreon Slack, and we have Patreon giveaways, and we have a new Patreon podcast stream. It's the Kitchen Table Sessions, Brandon. We have two episodes in the can already. Feedback has been very good on these. These are these mm-hmm. are solo podcasts that Brandon and I are recording. Uh, I am planning to do a new one this week, actually, and um, I'm going to talk a little bit, actually, Brandon, about having a so they're kind of like it's like a, you can kind of monologue a little bit. It's it's like you ever seen the vagina monologues, Brandon? I'm sure you have. Famous numerous play. times, numerous, numerous times. times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit like that, except about fantasy. 
sports. So it's uh, you can really kind of go anywhere with it. We we really missed the trick calling these the FPL vagina monologues, but uh, <laughs> the kitchen sessions is the kitchen table is, sessions is just as good. Yep, exactly. So uh, we're doing those uh, weekly or every other week. We're still kind of breaking our schedule. It's been weekly so far, and so hopefully we can keep that up. Um, and uh, yeah, we we'll answer, we'll answer uh, exclusively Patreon questions, and we kind of talk about our teams and transfers and stuff like that too. So if you'd like to support the podcast and support the cheaters and uh, help us pay for the costs of uh, servers and all that other fun stuff, uh, visit patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, it is very much appreciated. Do we have servers, Brandon? I don't know what we have. We have a website. We have, uh, we have a, yeah, we pay for SoundCloud. That's expensive. I don't know. If you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Take a look in the uh, back room of the always cheating office. And I think you'll find, uh, you'll find what you're looking for, Josh. Okay. All right. A quick, Quick thank you to our new Patreon subscribers as of this week. At the Lord Sorloth tier, it's Alex Baker and Chris McCartney. And in the Embakani patron tier, we have a few thank yous. Samarth Rongvital, David Flynn, uh, someone named A Real Hen. Uh, we may have got a barnyard animal who just became a Patreon <laughs> member, Josh, uh, the, also known as Henry, I think. And a uh, last thank you goes to Richard Saunders Irving. Great lover of uh, literary fiction, I think, with the hyphenated name like Saunders Irving. That's true. Yeah. Is it, is it Washington Irving, Brandon? Or is it uh, – who's the other Irving? John Phil. Irving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon. Let's take a quick break. And we're going to get back. We're doing something. Uh, it's kind of uh, – we've, we've done this every year. And then uh, Tom Tom Campbell, the mayor of FPL, suggested that we um, do a uh, – Kind of like a, it's like a second half preview, a review of where we are right now with all 20 teams. So we're going to look at all 20 teams in the Premier League. We're going to look at this from a fantasy perspective, and we're going to talk about who the MVP is, who the surprise player is, and who the biggest disappointment is. I can already see, Brennan, that I've spelled O-Z-I-L in the mm. uh, biggest disappointment category for a certain team. So, and I, I didn't I didn't put the umlet in, though, so maybe that gives too much away. Let's well, take a break, Brandon. We'll get... <laughs> we'll get back and we'll talk about uh, all 20 teams in the Premier League. Outstanding. All right, Brandon, we're back. Where are we right now? Second half of the season is kicking off. I guess it kind of technically kicked off a couple weeks ago. But, you know, the holiday, you got to lump all those holiday fixers together, right? You can't, you can't do a, yeah. you can't do a, a first half recap, second half preview, like when there's like another match, you know, Two days away. When Christmas dinner little, yeah. is is hot on the table, no, we're we're busy. We're busy. <laughs> you gotta at least you gotta at least let that third round of FA Cup fixtures play out first. I'm, view, so. I'm viewing this section as like uh, big sitcoms when they got big enough. Halfway through some later season, they'd usually fill an entire episode with clips from previous episodes. Yes. So this is kind of like a mid season clip show from Slash, all twenty favorite yeah. teams. Slash blooper reel. Well, you know, we'll, we'll throw some bloopers in as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, Brandon, 20 clubs. I'm sure we can get this done in about 15 minutes. So let's uh, let's get going. Mm-hmm. Also, at, at the request of Patreon supporter uh, Sam Danby, um, he asked that he suggested that we pick one word uh, to describe each of these 20 teams, right? So I really had to had to like like think about these words. I I wanted to be like yeah. slightly Slightly creative, except I look at the description of the very first team here, and it's very uncreative. Uh, so Arsenal, Brandon, uh, the word I've used to describe Arsenal is interesting. Now, I know that interesting is a very lame word, but Arsenal have not been described as interesting in so, so long. 
It's been a like, while. How what like was the last time Arsenal were interesting? Like maybe the that fall when Mesut Ozil joined. Maybe when Robin Van Percy was still there. I don't even know. Yeah. Like it's been. <laughs> Yeah, it's been years. Probably when they were mounting their last title challenge with Fabregas and RVP, <laughs> and they blew it. Uh, it sensational. Yeah. Maybe maybe just the first the the first game that Ozil played when he got the three assists. That was like the last time they were truly interesting. Uh, but they are. I mean, the team is a mess. They don't have like as you know attacking midfield. The uh, defense is you know ridiculous. But they have a fun attack uh, when it's firing, and they have some excellent defensive midfielders. So they've got like two out of five or something. You know, they've got like the goalkeeper, yes. I don't know, the defense is not that great. Yeah. Uh, attacking midfielder is a little poor. But like they've got some things going for them. And they're just kind of like you don't know what you're going to get. You don't even know mm-hmm. what the team's going to look like, you know. And it's really exciting because yeah, – They're going to be five defensive midfielders or just four. It's uh, <laughs> exactly. anyone's guess. <laughs> exactly. So um, MVP – okay, so again, MVP, surprise player and biggest disappointment. And we're, again, we're talking about uh, fantasy assets here. Uh, you know, as much as possible. Um, so the MVP is pretty clear with Arsenal. Uh, it's uh, it's Aubameyang, uh, 14 goals, five assists, 21 bonus points in the season, which is Wowie. pretty deep. He's got to be the – I wonder if he's the overall leader in bonus points. He's got to be right up there. Uh, there's no 20- way to know, Josh. There's no, there's no, we will never know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's maybe his artist top. He, I'm sure he's in the top five for bonus points anyway. Uh, fantastic season, kind of a weird season in some ways. You know, he had these matches where he came off the bench early on, and you know, you you and I were actually at one of those matches. We were at the Fulham Arsenal match where he came off the bench and I think it still was managed two, to outscore everyone. Yeah, I think he picked up two goals and an assist in like 30 minutes of match time. I mean, it was it was mm-hmm. truly remarkable. Uh, but he's really settled in the last, uh, whew, I don't know, last 13 game weeks or so. I think he started every match since game week 10. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's he's just been rolling. I mean, yeah, he did he did blank. Uh, he blanked in two of the last three matches. But they, they was, those were tricky matches. Um, you know, West Ham did play well in game week 22. And then that Liverpool match was always going to be a struggle, right? Just because Liverpool is, is like the one team that actually plays defense in the sure. Premier League this season. So, um, we talked about Aubameyang a little bit already at the top of the podcast, so I, I don't need to go on too much here. But I think he's the uh, the clear leader um, as the MVP. The surprise players, I have, I have, I have two. Um, the the person I picked as the winner was um, Lucas Torreira. Um, kind of a comprehensive pick here because he's just like he's just really fun to watch, and he's made Arsenal like Arsenal are interesting, and he's like a massive reason why, right? <laughs> um, but I also think he's been a pretty decent fantasy asset. Not bad. Uh, yeah, for five million, he's got two goals, three assists, and six bonus points in the season. Um, I don't actually like him. Like, I wouldn't want to have him on my team as a fantasy asset. But he, because he's been like a little out of the team the last. I don't know if he's like, if he just like kind of red zoned a little bit and like maybe like just was playing too many minutes or I, he's I don't so know. Small. Like he's he's so small. Yeah, he's so tiny. Yeah, it's got to build up some strength or something because you know forty five minutes in in the last game, last match, and then thirty one um, away to West Ham. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just like giving like a little bit of an extended rest, you know, over the break. And I, you know, I think he came from the Italian league where they have a more of a more of a rest. So, um, Josh, yeah, I mean, it's, I it's think- like asking a common house cat to go out there and play ninety minutes every week. Uh, you, you might think <laughs> that cats are full of energy, but they're not. Right. Um, yeah. They, they really exactly. I know cat for thirty minutes. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, the runner up in the surprise category was uh, was Lacazette and. 
kind of a funny season for him. I mean, seven goals, eight assists, eleven bonus points. Not bad. Look, look for a yeah, not bad. Uh, look for a moment like he was going to be, a, you know, a fantastic fantasy asset. Mm-hmm. He has proven to be slightly streaky, much like he was last season. Um, you know, looking at the overall picture of his stats, it's actually not that bad. Like it's pretty consistent returns. Maybe he hasn't been scoring as much as he should, but eight assists is pretty. It's pretty solid. Um, you know, getting close to that hundred point mark on the season. So. Um, you know, I think decent just because I think expectations are really pretty low for Lacazette. At least they were for me yep. Um, yep. going into the season. The uh, issue and then there the, is that he yeah. proved to just not be the the hope was that he would prove to be a cheap alternative to Aubameyang. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Aubameyang has just done so well that if you're a, a hardcore FPL manager, you're going to find the cash just to upgrade Lacazette. And that's where he, he just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, it just, it's just a weird. It kind of actually in that in that uh, Firmino price point where you're just like, well, you're over nine million in your forward. I really need more from you, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, the uh, so the biggest disappointment is pretty obvious, right? Uh, Mesodozil three goals, two assists, uh, a, ser- a series of a series of phantom injuries, um, mm-hmm. and you know you started at eight point five million on the season. So part of it is just that you just were expecting a little more from him and. You know, even when he's, you know, I'm not saying that every single injury he has is, is made up, although I think many of them are. Um, it's just that I, you know, he just doesn't fit in this team. And I, I mean, the reason he doesn't fit is like, it's because he doesn't work hard enough, you know? And like, I know that there's like a Mesodozo brigade out there that really, and I, I don't dislike Mesodozo, but like, he's just not like, I mean, he's not going to like provide defensive cover and, you know, uh, he's kind of a, you know, he's not necessarily a player you want in a tough road match. And so, um, I don't know. So, I mean, uh, you know, Ozil's the biggest disappointment, even in fantasy, right? You just can't, can't have Ozil. Um, and the runner up is the entire Arsenal back line. Um, just, you know, I guess, I guess you can give like a little, a little shout out here to, um, to Kolasinic who has come on after a long injury and, <laughs> okay. Okay. you know, You're had a couple of nice draws here, Joshua. Yeah. Four, four assists though in the last 10 game weeks. All right, Brandon, uh, any, any thoughts on Arsenal before we move on? I think your word interesting um, is in, indeed boring, but also apt here. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love that it is a work in progress. And for, for yeah. once in our lives, it's it, it'll just be what's cool to happen. see. You don't know what's going to happen. It'll just be cool to see where Arsenal are at the start of next season. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm, not, I'm up next with Bournemouth. The word I'm using to describe Bournemouth is buccaneering. Um this joke, I think, has been made about either Bournemouth or other teams. Similarly, I could have used the word mullet here and that their, uh, you know, business in the front and party in the back. I mean, their their defense is just a complete and utter um, uh, laughing stock. Right. I wish now. you would have gone with mullet now. That's that's, that's better. <laughs> uh, but but Buccaneering, just just for the sheer force of their attack, they are fun to watch and as a team on the counter and between Wilson and Frazier, they've, they've just been a lot of fun to watch, and, and those are great FPL assets too. So mm-hmm. um, speaking of which, I have two – I have co-MVPs, Frazier and Wilson. I, uh, I, I'm i a little more beholden to Frazier because I've held him since game week one. Mm-hmm. The, for me, the best value in FPL, ha- uh, having his price start at 5.5, you look at his 
uh, oh, sure. production, five goals, nine assists. He's just behind Hazard leading the league uh, with 10 assists. It's just incredible output. He's fourth in the league for crosses. Yeah, he, exactly. Exactly. He's he's on everything. You know, it's like he's yeah. take he takes the corners, takes the free kicks. It's just, you know, it makes him basically fixture-proof at that price. Yeah. And he, he's just uh, a team everybody wants a player like this, completely tenacious. But he does have... But the thing that has impressed me most about Fraser this season is his ability to finish when he really has to. Um, Mm -hmm. And these counterattacking goals that Bournemouth are prone to score, sometimes Fraser is having just one touch, if that, just to slot the ball past the goalkeeper. And he's been pretty consistent there. Wilson, though, you can't can't forget him. Nine goals, eight assists. From what we've seen of Wilson in past seasons, he's suffered from injuries. Kind of one of his first seasons where he's had a free run at the league mm-hmm. and he's he's getting his due here and at 6.6 mil he's the third highest point earner uh, in uh, in strikers in the fpl question here is where is he going to go if he doesn't stay at yeah. Bournemouth? the wheels have fallen off a little bit too i mean one goal you know one goal since game week 15 um you know granted he's dealt with some injuries i think the, the injuries have messed him up a little bit yeah. Um, yeah, one one goal and no assist though. I mean, we're talking about a zero one two 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 six zero um, returns. You know, and even if you don't, even if you don't blame him for the uh, as you shouldn't. I mean, yeah, obviously no one blames him for the injuries, but like it, he has been a little injury prone in the past too. So I feel like maybe that's it's coming back to the fore. But yeah, I, I agree. I mean, now there's talk that like West Ham might look at him as a replacement for mm-hmm. um, you know, but I I don't I don't want him to do that as a, from a fantasy perspective. I mean, the thing about Bournemouth is Bournemouth can score goals. Bournemouth have always been able to score goals. That's why they always stay up, even though they probably shouldn't. You know, given it's a small club and given that they have a pretty bad defense, you know, yeah. and it's just like you know. So I mean, like you feel like if you have a Bournemouth asset, you always feel like there's. A, I mean, you know, like Brooks hitting the post, you know, the Everton match. It's just like you know, just like they have, they always create chances. Um, and if he goes to West Ham, is that even an upgrade for him? Like, no, that's that's a lateral move at best. I think. Yeah, I think. I know it's a bigger important. club, like in terms of history and you know, fan bases even. But like, I, yeah, from an attacking FPL perspective, I don't see that as a bigger as a move up. No, not at all. Okay, so lots of love out there from our FPL teams. I think people's weeks have been saved time and time out for Fraser and by Fraser and Wilson. Surprise for Bournemouth on the FPL season is the one and only David Brooks. Just what yes. a what a miracle. A tiny little miracle coming out of nowhere. Five goals, two assists at just 5.2 mil. He has solved mm-hmm. so many tricky fourth midfielder, even upgrades on your fifth midfielder positions. And he he, he just looks brilliant. So it's one of those young star players in the making. Not not star, I don't want to overstate it, but um, it looks like he will probably outlive the likes of players like Tom Davies at Everton. Yes, I, I, I agree. Um, I don't know. I, I, as much as I agree with you, I'm not sure he survives my team going mm-hmm. into the next game week. Um, but yeah, I think that he is, he's one for the future. I mean, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's a little bit like when Josh King actually first kind of came on at Bournemouth too. It was, you know, he sort of came on right at the end of a, it was like three seasons ago, maybe. And you're like, this guy, you know, it's just like, he's like, I, I'm sure he'll be like 6 million next year. And, but I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I just think he's going to continue to rise and rise and, and really be a good fantasy asset. 
Disappointments at Barnmouth, who, how many can I name? You just mentioned Josh King. Even though he is equal to David Brooks with five goals and two assists, uh, I cannot remember a single goal that he's scored. And based upon past performances... It's a lot of Josh, penalties, I think. Yeah, Josh King just just hasn't done it. Slightly disappointing. And, and on top of that, I just want to single out Nathan Ake. He had that great run on loan from Chelsea where he was scoring like a goal a week for Bournemouth. And then when he got the Mm -hmm. permanent move, everyone thought, well, this is just a huge boon for Bournemouth. He's going to help that defense. He's going to be a decent FPL prospect. And that defense is rotten. And Nathan Ake has been kind of abysmal. I mean, he he loses his marker constantly. Strong words. Yeah, it is strong words. I mean, that's really the only entertaining way for me to talk about this Bournemouth defense. It's it's easy to say they're not good. But I mean, I think it's also fair to say that they, they're disgusting. Yeah. Got a head so for goal, though. I'll give him that. But yeah, I, I agree. He does. He does. All right. Who's next? Brighton, Brandon. My word is resolute. <laughs> well, then. They're just like, I don't know. It's it's it's, you know, well, well done, Chris Hewton, Right? It's 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 like a they they keep buying these players and it doesn't really work out. Except like they get like just enough out of Florin Andone and you know all the, the Anthony Knockard. It's like these Glenn Murray who's like you know the friar. He's just like you know <laughs> the whole team. Mm-hmm. But yet they're you know they're in thirteenth place. They've got twenty six points. I don't think anyone thinks they're going to go down this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like it feels like this, but like. Yeah, they haven't kept a lot of clean sheets. You know, it's just it's a strange, strange uh, team. You know, uh, just the way they're that resolute, they're, Josh. They are they are resolute. Exactly. That's why it's such a good word, Brandon. So I mean, the thing is, what you know, looking at them as from a fantasy perspective, I mean, they're they're terrible. There's nothing. There's no one you want. <laughs> you know, and I mean, they're cheap. So like, I mean, it's possible that you'll want them later. Um, so the MVP was Shane Duffy, kind of by default, um, mostly because he's like turned into like a center forward or something he's got four goals and two assists on the season what a legend uh, four four clean sheets uh six bonus points only four clean sheets that was pretty weak at least one red card if not two um i can't remember if he has it two or not but i knew he's at least one um and uh my surprise is sally march who is the i wrote here the classic player that costs 0.5 too much Mm-hmm. Like Sally, Sally March would be a legend if he was 4.5 million to get this year, but at 5 million, nobody wants him. Uh, but he's racked up one goal and five assists on the season. I mean, it's, it's, you know, perfectly solid return for a 5 million player. He um, seems to be the glue know, that's really yeah. holding that midfield together. Uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I like that pick. Um, and then uh biggest disappointment is, uh, El- Jakanabish uh, or Ali J, as we called him at the start of the season. Um, he's another Eredivisie washout. Thank you. Uh, another Eredivisie. Is that right? That's not right. Another Eredivisie washout. I was making an Ali G joke there. Anyone who didn't uh, okay. pick up right. on that. <laughs> uh, he had 21 goals uh, and 12 assists last season. He was actually, he was actually t- joint top goal scorer in the Eredivisie last year. He has zero goals and zero assists this year, Brian. So you never know. Are you getting the next Dusan Tadic? Are you getting the next uh, Graziano Pele? You know, you just you just never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so happy with. Them. I would happy. Be, I would be happy with both. Yeah, it has not worked out so well for Ali J. Uh, so this Brighton team, it's like I don't want any of their players, but um, I'm like I'm impressed with them, even though um, 
even though they need to have more bathrooms um, in an in or around the stadium. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the worst the worst burger in all the FPL grounds that we visited. That was That's the true. biggest disappointment. Very I'm actually, true. Very I'm true. surprised to not see Pascal Gross here as your biggest disappointment for Brighton. I mean, he was all well, in a ton I, I, of game just, week one he, squads. Yeah, I just just because I I feel like it's unfair because he's so injured, you know. Yeah, that's um, fair. He's in, okay. missed like what like fifteen, but he missed about ten game weeks. So, although honestly, I mean, you're kind of right. I mean, he has one assist in the last ten game weeks, but part of that must be him coming back from the injury. I mean, he was so he had seven goals in the assist last year. He was so good. Um, I just think that um, he's probably carrying something. It's a little bit like Callum Wilson, actually. His careless challenge on Mo Salah also cost Brighton a point in that Liverpool match. I, yeah. I could go on. Apparently, That's... I have a real axe to grind with Pascal Gross this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on from Brighton. Not a lot to say there. What's oh, next? I, uh, so much to say about our next club, Burnley. Um, the word I've picked for Burnley is flaccid. Uh, I don't think that <laughs> requires any explanation. Um, very hard to pick in any category because so many, so few Burnley players come to mind apart from our beloved right. Sam Vokes, but I won't even sure. um, besmirch him by putting him into this the Volkswagen. No, don't do it. MVP. Uh, I, I'm kind of like, is it Tom Heaton? Because this, the Burnley team has just been, um, uh, I'm running out of like mean things to say about teams, so I better just uh, yeah. reel it we back. We got like, a lot more teams to go. Yeah, <laughs> Burnley have not been good, but they are three and zero since the return of Tom Heaton, and uh, I, I think all Ash- the play- Ashley Westwood five oh, as- five as- five assists from Westwood at four point five million. That's something, I guess. Sure, you can, hang your, you can hang your head on that. <laughs> if, if, Actually, your MVP, if your MVP is a 4.5 million midfielder <laughs> with five assists, you know that the season is not Hey, some, some FPL teams really crave that kind of excitement. I mean, I have had mm-hmm. Phil Billing for a long time, and I haven't seen, seen that kind of return. Um, so I guess Tom Heaton gets in there um, uh, just, just by default. By default, surprise is the other goalkeeper. Classic Burnley discussion where all we do is is talk about GKs. Joe Hart uh, was a weird budget pick for a while there with yeah. four clean sheets. He was getting tons of saves uh, mm-hmm. and it was a PK save in there somewhere. He is. I mean, this is a trivia question, right? Who is Burnley's highest scoring FPL asset? It's yep. it's Joe Hart with four clean sheets. It's, it's um, amazing. Yeah, that's so what happened? They were fun last year. Yeah, they, they were they were in the Europa League at the start the of the Europa season. League. Yeah, the crazy. Europa League yeah. happened. That was yeah. the curse. Yeah, I'll just throw so. in a quick surprise here. Dwight, McDe- Dwight McNeil, who has uh, emerged over the last three matches as a 4.4 midfielder. He started the last three, one goal and one assist. So uh, that there's a little bone for anyone looking for a Maverick bench midfielder. Biggest disappointment has to be Goodmanson, who mm-hmm. uh, looked to be involved in every single goal that Burnley scored last season. He is mm-hmm. another player who has really struggled with injury. He's missed five matches this season. Two goals, five assists. Uh, and he, yet he still can't beat Joe Hart's uh, point tally. It's it's incredible, but very yeah. disappointed that we haven't been able to get some some uh, attacking points out of this team. Flaccid, absolutely flaccid. Well, well, well put, Brandon. Uh, this is some strong words. Uh, we got we got like we have Newcastle and others coming up, Brandon. So yeah, you're ready. Oh, trust me, it gets worse. All right, uh, Cardiff. Uh, my word for Cardiff is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is how I feel about this team. This like team, they're like they're like practically challenging for fourth place right now. I don't know how they're doing it. It's like a 
paper and glue. It's it's all, it's all Neil Etheridge, right? And the guy is like it's like like they you save them how many points in the season already? Like four, six, something like that. I love him. I love him. Yeah. Uh, six, I know, and I could have gone Etheridge. I could have gone Fabianski to Etheridge. Oh, if I'd known I was going to have five million extra from Kane, I wouldn't have made this value transfer. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Um, so Neil Etheridge, uh, six clean sheets, three penalties saved, 14 bonus points. Uh, really impressive, uh, Neil Etheridge, son of uh, Melissa Etheridge, which uh, we all know, I think. Come, come uh, to my window, Neil. Let's talk. Yeah, exa- exactly. Let's talk about FPL. Um, yeah, am I the only one who appreciates how good Neil Etheridge is? Um, Brandon, the uh, the surprise, also Neil Etheridge. Congratulations, Neil. You've won two awards tonight. Uh, it's like Dirk Diggler, uh, the first adult video <laughs> award. He's cleaning up. Um, and uh, yeah, just obviously no one thought that uh, – I don't think anyone thought there was going to be anybody worth worth having in Cardiff and uh, – he is really he's I guess this happens every every year or two. You get some some promoted team with it with it. We thought it was gonna be Patricio, and it turned out it was uh right in front of our eyes the whole time was Neil Etheridge. Uh yeah. biggest disappointment, also Neil Etheridge. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh it's Bob, it's Bobby <laughs> Reed. Bobby Reed, three goals, two assists, uh 5.5 million, very trendy preseason pick. Bobby Reed was my boy. I mean, I was I was all in on Bobby Reed at the start of the season. Um, in the end, I didn't quite have the guts to have him at the start of the season, um, and uh, thank goodness for that because I don't think I don't think he even started the first match. Like he was just he was out from like the start. <laughs> there was just Bobby Reed was he was, but he played he was really good in the championship, and he was a he was a good price. And there was a feeling that Cardiff would be able to score some goals, which is actually proven to be true. Um, but uh, he has just been, I guess he did, he started that first match and then he was on the bench the next couple and just in and out of the squad the whole time. I think he scored one kind of inspiring goal. I think it was maybe the Watford match or something, but, um, yeah, but I just, yeah, uh, not a, not a lot to say here about Cardiff. I, I, I still think that they're going to go down. I just don't think they have enough talent, you know, to stay up praying Uh, for it. I know Neil Warnock is not my like favorite person either. So, mm. um, yeah, we'll see. Right now they're one point above Newcastle. You'd expect Newcastle to eventually jump them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, possibly, possibly Southampton falls. They're looking a little bit better right now. I, I think you know, Burnley is only three points off the drop too. I mean, you guess you have to look at them as a possible candidate to go down as well. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I don't. I, I Cardiff that to me is the. Um, it's been it's been fun. It's been impressive, but it's it's not going to last much longer. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Chelsea. And this is a team in transition, Josh. So I take that thought and spin it into the word for Chelsea, which is transitioning. Uh, hmm. Are they going to be playing Makes sorry sense. ball? Are they going to be playing sorry ball next season? I don't know. Do we enjoy watching sorry ball right now? No, we we definitely do not. We like saying sorry ball. Saying sorry ball is more fun than watching sorry ball. Sorry ball is like an idea that you know, they have a, in the offices of and one. Like it's something that'll look cool on a t-shirt with um with like a cool yeah, under armor, cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so um lots of interesting assets to talk about uh for Chelsea starting with the MVP. It's got to be Eden Hazard. Even mm-hmm. though he has continued to do his FPL thing all season. He uh, remains on 10 goals and 10 assists. He is the league leader in assists. You cannot deny this man that he'll uh, he'll be way up the stats table by the end of the season. So 
Hazard has got to be the MVP. We have to mention Marcus Alonso. He's if there was a separate category for early season MVP, Alonso with one goal and seven assists. He was just setting fire to FPL during the first 10 matches, but he has not had any attacking returns in 11 consecutive matches. That said, for all the haters out there, this dude has uh, 10 clean sheets. I will not scoff at that. So no, I, I think the debate Marcus still Alonso rages is on. A, he's a great player. It's just he's very expensive and, you know, it was – he's just a hard player to, to hold on to if he's not kind of in really good attacking form, you know, because – it's seven million tied up in in a player. If you if you can get a clean sheet, you know if you, if you can downgrade to TAA at five point two million or something, you know it's yeah. just and you can get basically the same returns. It's kind of hard not yeah. to do it. It it's just insane to. Uh, I mean, I've listed Hazard here. It's insane to have have owned him for the last three four weeks, and to realize he has ten goals, ten assists, and I just haven't touched any of them well i did i touched some of them previous in the season but this this is this is the struggle big surprise <laughs> you mentioned him earlier david Luiz. uh i don't think anyone really knew what to make of him early in the season apart from the fact that he was locked into that starting 11 and at mm-hmm. 5.5 mil that was pretty appealing uh and yeah you said at the top of the podcast we're just now finally coming around to the fact that david Luiz is uh is coverage so to speak for marcus alonzo he has a share of those 10 clean sheets on top of that he's got one goal and two assists fun fact about marcus alonzo with 31 through passes attempted How did you find least. this stat where did you find this oh i went, just went to the uh premier league stats page and they uh-huh. have a whole category for through passes and uh-huh. david louise has the most through passes of anybody else in the league beating out Jorginho. Felipe Anderson, Christian Eriksen, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Uh, he, he goes from, from uh, South America all the way to uh, Scandinavia, beating people with through, through passes. Wow. And a wonderful assist in, in game week 22 as well. Yeah, really, yeah beautiful. Yeah, nice. uh, two nominations for disappointment uh, of the season thus far at Chelsea. Willian, just three goals and four assists. I don't know. Is it fair to say just? But uh, Willian is somebody that this team desperately needs to be in better form. And I think you could see the the way he celebrated that goal that he scored against Newcastle, I think showed how he, he himself knows he's truly Mm -hmm. underperformed this season. Also an honorable mention for disappointment with Kovacic, zero Mm -hmm. goals, zero assists. He's moved the ball around, made some tackles, I guess, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he's handsome fellow. Sure. I would love to hang out with Kovacic at a nightclub and uh, he'd, and we'd have a lot of fun. That sounds great. But um, he offers nothing in FPL. I am remain unconvinced of what he offers IRL to that team. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, we'll have to pick up the pace here a little bit, Brennan. We don't want this to be a three-hour podcast. So, uh, which maybe I'm just resigned to. Maybe it's fine. You know, let's just, let's just record for like five hours. You know, let's just like, go, man. Have you ever downloaded it? It'd be like one of those, like, um, what's that history? Uh, uh, Dan, Dan Carlin's, Carlin's Hardcore. hardcore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three and a half hours. Uh, Brandon, next up is Crystal Palace. I've used the word blunted to describe Crystal Palace. Mm. Uh, they are, they have no, they have no one who can score. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a very unusual thing to have a, it's, it's a little bit like Huddersfield. Although what makes, what separates them is they have a very solid defense. Um, and the MVP for, for unlike Huddersfield, who just are just bad 
across the board. Dave Wagner, by, by the way, sad, sad to see him go. Right. It was, um, you know, he, we had, like, I guess he walked away as like, the, it was one of those, like, you know, let's not like, we're not going to fire you, but you know, let's, sure. let's, we need a change sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Chris Palace, uh, Aaron Wambasaka, <laughs> uh, one assist, eight clean sheets, 14 bonus points, a delightful three bonus points in the, uh, in their two, one loss, um, at the weekend. Um, I saw people crone about it, but it was just, it was just a weird game. You know, I mean, you had a, you know, the game winning goal was scored by a substitute. The player who had scored the other goal for Watford had scored an own goal himself earlier. It was like everything has to break right for a player to get to get four bonus. In the land of the blind, or, Josh, the one eyed man <laughs> is king. And that is how uh, BPS was distributed in that match. It's just a weird one. Exactly. So, uh, you know, but, but it wasn't like he like broke the. It's, I don't know why there was so much anger about it. Anyway, people, people were annoyed that they didn't start him or something, but. I don't know about you, Brian, but those four points were delightful. Mm, delicious. Um, I'm gonna the uh, surprise of the season probably should be Aaron Wambasak as well. He started the season at four million. Uh, just to be different, I, I did put um, Mila Vojevic in here, um, just really because um, I didn't think he had any chance to even be a decent fantasy asset uh, mm-hmm. when he started at six point five million. But he's kind of held his own, mostly because he's such a great penalty taker. Um, and he's got uh, six goals and 12 bonus points on the season. So, um, wow. And his price has actually dropped. Yeah, I think he's only like $6.1 million now. So he's like he's the classic player that you don't pay attention to for 30 weeks and then suddenly you bring him in on like a, you know, um, like before a double game week or like on a free hit chip or, or something like that. So um, I, I, I would not be shocked if I had Millie in my team at some point, you know, it, it, before the season's over. Oh, you um, hear that, David Brooks? Look out. Watch out, David. Uh, the biggest disappointment, Brandon, has to be Lord Sorloth. And I, I don't like it any more than you do. And by the <sighs> way, I'm going. I'm back to saying Sorloth. He hasn't earned the Sorloth. He's mm-hmm. back to being Sorloth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to go off mic while you talk about from the this. Sea. Okay. <laughs> zero goals, zero assists, and 12 appearances. I didn't realize he'd actually – I looked this up, right? He played – I played 12 times. I was like, oh, he never even got a chance. But mm-hmm. He got 12 chances, and he had a big chance when you and I were together at the Black Horse. And maybe if he converts that, it starts this this run of goal scoring for me. He scored a brace in his first match away to Belgium. So he's on loan. Maybe he'll come back next year. Uh, as you mentioned before, Brandon, uh, we, we made a T-shirt that has – uh, four players' names on it, and mm-hmm. if if Sam Vokes goes down this season <laughs> with God. with Burnley, then none of those four players will even be in the Premier League next year. It'll be like some weird relic. This T-shirt. If, if you become an always cheating talisman, you will you will be moved on to a different club or relegated <laughs> in your Premier League team. Yeah, sad. Yep. All right, who's next? Uh, Everton. And the word I use to describe Everton is suspect. Let me tell you why I use this word suspect because. Um, Everton, you know, they had a, they had a high profile managerial appointment with Marco Silva and you know they've brought in some new players like Richarlison. Yet there is something that remains unconvincing about Everton. So whatever success they're having right now, they remain suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh MVP does yeah, you know, I, I thought for sure it would have to go to Richarlison, nine goals, two assists. But if, if I look at Gilfie Sigurdsson, he he's just really flown under the radar for me. Eight goals and three assists. His issue FPL wise is he just came in at poor value at seven point five million. People justifiably yeah. 
picked out Richarlison as a much better pick at, uh, starting the season at 6.5. Came out with a stormer, two goals in game week one. So I, I do think Richarlison remains the way forward if you're looking at an Everton attacking midfielder. And yeah, heck, they've got some I, I know he's coming up. I know he's coming up here, but I think I think Lucas Dean deserves an MP, MVP shout as well. I mean, he's you know, rescued several points for them already this season. I mean, the uh, the one nil Bournemouth win was basically a goal that he created out of nothing. You know, just sort of kicking around in the penalty box and floats this kind of perfect perfect ball up for for Kurt Zuma. You know, so I don't know. Maybe there's a little recency there, but yeah. I appreciate that trip down memory lane, though. Um, I, 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 I agree with you. Lucas Dean is definitely he has for the last month to two months been an FPL must have. But he's he has seemingly come out of nowhere because he didn't earn that starting spot until it was game week five or six or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And it, he so he felt like a justifiable surprise pick. So mm-hmm. my surprise pick for Everton is Lucas Dean. As you said, three goals, three assists, five clean sheets. He should have more clean sheets if it weren't for who I'll get to with my disappointment. But uh, mm-hmm. the other thing to say about Lucas Dean is he leads the league in crosses with 175. Just That's ridiculous really number impressive. of balls getting into the box from him. So uh, he's come out of nowhere. I feel like Lucas Dean will be on the short list of fullbacks for shopping around for at the start of next season. But yet... Biggest yep. disappointment for Everton has got to be Jordan Pickford. Yeah, he's got five clean sheets, uh, just one better than Joe Hart and David De Gea for that matter, and two penalty saves. But this cannot mask how much of a clown he has been in various matches. Uh, I mean, the yeah. the um, Liverpool-Everton uh, derby, had the, and no one needs to be reminded of his antics at the end of that match. But he's just – it is not – it's not play – befitting a uh, star goalkeeper for the England national team. And I, I consider yeah, him a disappointment. And, and, and as I was saying, just World cup hangover for him, maybe it very well could be. I mean, that's a lot of juice being pumped into your veins, um, being big up like that and, and just having those experiences and performing as well as he did in the world cup. But uh, I, I think we could have gotten more points out of this Everton defense, which has some decent assets like, um, Michael Keane and uh, uh, yeah, Keane could have been in the disappointment category too. I feel like he's he's not had his a uh, fine season. Uh, all right, buddy, we got two more clubs to go, and then we're going to take a quick break. All right. Yep. First first club is Fulham, and my word description is defenseless, mm. which uh, kind of has two meanings in this case. They have been uh, defenseless to relegation. By, yeah, they have been run over by teams this year, and they also have no defense. Uh, the MVP for this club is uh, Mitrovic. He's kind of the only player who would even be in the running. Uh, eight goals, three assists. Um, and even he is kind of suspect, right, because he's had some frustrating moments. Uh, he, he's really – I guess he's just young. It's, it's really what it is. You know, he's, he's not – what is he, like 22 years old or something like that? It feels – I mean – Despite Mitrovic not having a great, I mean, it's, it's, he's had a fine season. He's been fine. He's 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 been their best player. But I I think that you know, it's possible that in a couple of years he's going to mature and find a bigger club and and maybe he's got a twenty goal season in him, right? Like it wouldn't be shocking if if that happened at some point. I would be so, shocked. You would be shocked. I, I mean, he's got be. eight goals. I don't know. He might he might score fifteen this season. That'd just be five more in another season. I don't know. That doesn't seem impossible to me. I'm not trying what to argue Bournemouth? with you. I'm just, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just saying uh, I'd be shocked. 
All right, fair enough. You know, we don't have to come to blows over it. Uh, the surprise, uh, I wrote, uh, no one, honestly, there's, there's no one that, um, has surprised me. There are people who have surprised me negatively, uh, sure. uh you know, and Guisa to, for sure. <laughs> Jukanovich was a huge surprise at how much he stunk at, uh, being in the premiership. I thought he would be better. Uh, the, uh, biggest disappointment though, uh, I'm going to say it was a uh, Jean-Michael Seri. Um, he, um, you know, famously almost went to Barcelona last season um, there was a lot of excitement when he joined the club. Uh, and he has, I, I actually think you could throw Sherlin here. Basically all of their, all of their off season buys were like one big disappointment. Yeah. Um, I won't count Mitro cause he, he was Elfie on Mawson. last season. Mawson. Yeah. So you, you, you could go on longer than I could, I'm sure. But Sari, is Sari your biggest disappointment? Yeah, he is because that was meant to be the linchpin signing. That was really going to change the the dynamic of the team, and mm-hmm. he looks completely disinterested. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it has to be. I mean, Tom he, Kearney he, only having one assist after twenty two game weeks and no goals. That that I would have expected a little more from him. Yeah, I was just going to say it's difficult to put all the disappointment on the bevy of new signings. The disappointment is also on. Tom Kearney and Ryan Sessegnon, who were the big hopeful superstars that carried that team through the championship campaign. And they just yeah. haven't been able to make it work. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, Brandon, that's, that's enough on Fulham. One last club. Let's take a break. Huddersfield. Yeah, let's finish strong with Huddersfield here before the break. Uh, if I had two words, I would have described them as very poor, but instead the one word I'm using is poor. So uh, MVP for Huddersfield, poor old Jonas Lossel. He seems like he tries so hard. He cares so much. And look at this, Josh, four clean sheets. And yeah. I love I love uh, my new favorite page is the Premier League.com stats page. And there is a stat there for punches for goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jonas Lossel, true MVP. He ranks third highest in the league for punches. So look the at Rob, the Rob Elliott award for, for punches. That's you, a, that's you got fantastic. it. You got it. Uh, he's, he is only behind uh, McCartney. McCarthy at Southampton and uh, Fabianski. Big surprise has been Phil Billing. It's hard to give Phil Billing a surprise as an FPL asset because he hasn't done much other than uh, generate five yellow cards and just rot on people's benches. But two goals, and he's only missed one start. And mm-hmm. he uh, he is fourth in the league for tackles. So he's got this sort of midfield destroyer with attacking potential about him. I don't yeah. want to say Fernandinho, but I think if Phil Billing actually progresses, he could be like a Gini Wijnaldum type player in four to five yeah. years. Let's just say, Brennan, this this is, you know, it's our midseason review. We're not probably going to talk about Fulham or Fulham, no, Huddersfield again, um, maybe on any other podcast. And honestly, they're going to go down. So this may not be the last this may be the last time we ever talk about Huddersfield on the podcast. So. Congratulations to them. They stayed up for a second year. I don't know how they did it last year. It's <laughs> remarkable. And yep. now they're going to go down and they keep their head high. They, they stayed up for two years. They punched way above their weight, led by Lossel's punches. And uh-huh. uh, you know, well congratulations, <laughs> congratulations to them. Uh, all right, Brandon, let's take a quick break. We'll get back with our uh, second half of our, our review. 
Brandon, if you are on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, I feel like anywhere I go, I hear about Starting Eleven. They are a live Premier League fantasy game. You can play for free or you can play for cash prizes. You can play, Brandon, on your iPhone or your Android device. If you have a flip phone, you might be in trouble. If you have a flip phone, you're probably not listening to this podcast. So, <laughs> And if you are... That's great. Listen, I'm not judging Brandon. I would never, no. I would never do that. That's not if, me. If, that's that's you for sure, but not not me. If personally. that's the case, you you could play on your maybe your Amazon Kindle that operates with an Android operating ah, system. That's, that's how you true. do it. Yeah, there that's, you go. There's yeah. always a way to play Starting Eleven, <laughs> uh, but yeah. but but there are some things you should know about it. You can play Starting Eleven any day in which there are two or more Premier League matches. But here's the best thing: you can pick your best eleven man squad whenever you play. There are no budget restrictions. Starting Eleven lets you make substitutions in your squad in real time, just like a real life manager. You can join thousands of players around the world that are competing for cash and for pride. So, yeah, as you said, Josh, uh, you can play on your iOS or Android device. Cash games are now live in the UK, US, Canada, and Germany for your iPhone. If you're on an Android device, cash games are now available in the UK. Or just pick up the app and play for free wherever you are. Visit starting11.io for more details and helpful video tutorials and how you can get the most out of the app. Or just download the app straight up. Go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. Just remember, Brandon, don't waste your money gambling on things you don't understand. Be smart. Participate in a game that you do. I think as a wise man once said, you've got to know when to hold them, you've got to know when to fold them, and you've got to know when to play starting 11. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Brand, we're back with part two of our uh, our season, our mid-season review. Look ahead to the second half of the season. Lester, Brandon, the word that I used to describe Lester was mid-table, mm. um, which they are they are the the ultimate mid-table squad. I mean, it's the I think they're in eighth place right now. They'll probably finish in tenth. Yeah. They're just like they're they like they've got like a like an okay offense, a okay defense, okay midfield. Um, pretty good keeper, you know. It's just like they're they're like the per, like they'll never go down. It feels like they're just always going to be they're bulletproof. Like, yeah, they're always going to finish between twelfth and eighth. It seems like, yeah. and uh, outside of the one year when they somehow won the league. Um, so the MVP uh, and surprise, I'm grouping them together, is uh, Ricardo Pereira. Um, two goals, five assists, seven clean sheets, fourteen bonus points. He has probably not been talked about on this podcast as much as he should. Yeah, right? it's true. It's true. Excellent season. Yeah, and everyone's pointing to game week 27 when Leicester's fixtures really turn. And look at game week 27, home Crystal Palace, home Brighton, Watford, Fulham, Burnley, uh, Bournemouth, yeah. and, and after Bournemouth, Huddersfield, my God, legendary. So come game week 27, <laughs> let's meet back here at the Always Shooting Podcast and talk Ricardo mm-hmm. Pereira because that looks pretty yeah. dynamite. It's almost like James Madison, uh, like we all got so burned with Madison during their first really good run of fixtures that we're yeah. all, it's like it soured us on the whole team. We're like, nah, that, that'll club, I'm just out. I'm I'm out on Madison, I'm out on all of them. Um, but yeah, Pereira at 5.3 million still represents a very good value considering his excellent return. He's also been playing out of position a lot. So um, the biggest disappointment I think is probably a little unfair here, but I'm going to put James Madison in that category. Um, not... I mean, if you told me going into the season he'd have five goals and three assists, I wouldn't necessarily say that was so disappointing. But 
you know, because he started out with, you know, I think it was what three goals and two assists in the first seven matches of the season. I mean, it just looked like he was going to like, just, just roll, you know, I mean, he was going to be one of those, like a, you know, Riyad Mahrez type figure for that club, you know, you know, 10 goals and 10 assists in the season. And, um, it just, it really, you know, the wheels kind of fell off for him. And, um, uh, I think he's got you know, no goals and one assist in the last is it seven game weeks. So um, you know, just it's really fallen off a little bit. I mean, I, I I think again, I think it's a little unfair to put him in the disappointment category because I do think he'll be better next year. First year in the Premier League, you can't you can't expect. You know, it wasn't like he was playing in you know Spain for five years or something. You know, he's playing the Championship comes up. I mean, Norwich um, is I think basically just, uh, the Spain of England, though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Madison is my disappointment. Uh, but uh, I think that, you know, by next year he could be their MVP. Yeah, it, it seems like he's been given such such responsibility and a leadership role in Leicester that it would be tough for him to totally fill those shoes in, in just half a season's time. So I, I generally agree with you there. Um, all right. here Here's a little team called Liverpool. Uh, and, you know, it, let me ask you. What I have my word for Liverpool. What would you use as a word to describe Liverpool's season thus far, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I had to think about it a little bit. It has something to do with the fact that they're like, um, you know, resolute or something. You know, it's like I feel like they're just they're so solid all the way top to bottom. You know, it's just like they got everything you everything you'd want in a club that could win the league. They seem to have right now. Yeah, I kind of follow that logic, and my word is polished because I think they kind of took everything that was working for them at the end of last season and they made it a little more uh they made it better. I mean some some could argue that they've dampened their attack slightly since their freewheeling buccaneering days of of the end of last season, but looking at the the team back to front, it's just all very polished. And the MVP right. goes without saying it's it's Mo Salah. What a total legend. He was the subject of much debate at the beginning of the season. Is he worth the 13 million price tag? He's just ticking along. We need more explosivity from him to justify it. Flash forward to game week 22, where we're all figuring out either how to get him in or relishing in the fact that we have had him in for a number of weeks. So yeah. Uh, you and I, we've had him in since game week one. And uh, for us, yep. it, was, it was just a matter of, of patience. So he's tied with yep. Aubameyang and Kane in the golden boot race. Eight assists to boot. He's on penalties. What's not to love? The biggest surprise for Liverpool for me is uh, Andy Robertson. Just yeah. by virtue, I think a lot of us knew that Liverpool's defense was going to be great coming into this season, and but it was a matter of who who do you pick? Andy Robertson, just by virtue of like two seasons ago, he was playing at Hull City, and now he's you know up there with the best fullbacks in all of Europe. Five assists, thirteen clean sheets. Uh, he rakes up the bonus points. It just yeah. he is a beloved member of my FPL squad. I can't believe he hasn't just fluked a goal this season. Yeah. Like it's crazy yeah. that he hasn't scored. He's been so attacking. There's so many chances to score. Yeah, I was saying to our friend Alex Saturday morning, I thought all I need is an Andy Robertson goal this season just to just to make me a little happier, uh, just to brighten my mood. So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. waiting for that. Shakiri gets an honorable mention here, just with six goals, four assists, just by virtue of the fact that. There was no way to really predict how he'd fit into the squad, and I think he's done a pretty right. admirable job, all told. Not not quite fit into our FPL conversations just yet, but he, he's working on it. 
It's the the power cube is up on the shelf when you need it, and that's that's a nice thing. Absolutely, disappointment. Uh, it's it's harsh, but I think it's Sadio Mane, Akels mm-hmm. to assists. I mean that that's not that's production not befitting of a disappointment. That's pretty good, but given yep. the way he started the season so well and how he has fallen away, only two goals in the last twelve matches. He's flubbed a zillion chances in the last month. So Mane mm-hmm. just needs to get his act together. I, there was a genuine confusion as to whether he would challenge Mo Salah for best premium midfield asset in Liverpool, and it's just not worked out for him. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it, you thought it might happen at the, the first, like, what, three or four games of the season, and then, um, yeah, he just he, – he, he just it's like he doesn't burn. With, you know, like Mo, Mo Salah just burns with, like a, like, a fire to score goals, and he's like, all right, like, I'm not, I'm not getting, like – Fed the ball as much. I'm just going to run around in the box for as long as possible until somebody <laughs> follows me because it will happen every time. It's amazing that he wasn't doing that even more like last year because you can't not follow. He's so tw- it's like it's like Lionel Messi. You know, it's just like yeah. he's, I'm not I'm not necessarily I'm not I'm not necessarily comparing them. I mean, obviously, don't Messi wade is, into is, those is waters, Joshua. Exactly, but he is he is a remarkable player. I'm just so I'm so glad he's in the Premier League. I hope he doesn't leave because he is. If you can, if you can remove the fantasy part of it for a minute, he's just a super, super fun player to play. He's a joyful player, you know. So, Brandon, you, speaking of speaking of joyful, um, Man City. The word I use to describe them is tsunami, and uh, I was trying to think of a word that described a relentless wave of attack. And uh, that's 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 they're, they're not leaving anything behind, including their defenders. You know, they're just it's all everything is is surging forward. Mm-hmm. And and they just even their goalkeeper, everybody, even their their goalkeeper. You see him against Ederson against Wolves. Like what? What madness yeah. is this? We talked about this earlier. He gets he just gets bored. <laughs> it's, it's it's so easy for them that he gets bored. This is why they've conceded way more goals than they should have, and in, in clean sheets. Uh, so MVP was actually a surprisingly difficult category to pick. You'd think it'd be easy, but um, their their tack is so balanced that um, I ended up going with Raheem Sterling. Um, has not been as strong just in the last few game weeks, but uh, nine goals and 10 assists in the season, 14 bonus points, actually only one goal less and tied an assist with Eden Hazard. Um, mm-hmm. Even though Eden Hazard has received, you know, basically all of the, uh, all of the talk. And it feels like Sterling has always sort of been relegated to, to second status, which is kind of funny too, considering they're like, they're exact, like virtually the exact same price as well. Um, but, you know, Sterling, there was some concern about whether he was going to play, um, at the start of the season, you know, uh, because of, uh, you know, he played, he went so far in the World Cup with England. Um, but he's basically been playing all year, you know, he's very much a fixture in that, in that lineup. He's played 90 minutes in the last four matches, started the last five. I mean, he's about, he's kind of this year's Kevin De Bruyne, right? He's just, he's like, he's the one midfielder who seems to play, yeah. bir- you know, virtually all the time. I guess Bernardo Silva is kind of in that category. Signed a too, fat new contract. Yep. Yeah. So Raheem Sterling's a great player. I I do think you know like he can be. Sometimes I think there's like like people get a, like a little too like jump to his defense a little too fast. Sometimes like he's not like above reproach. You know, like I think it's reasonable to criticize him sometimes. But he is he's clearly a fantastic player. Uh, and I, I mean, just, I just mean criticize his finishing more than anything. Right? He's not always great. Like you know, he, last year it felt like he'd finally sort of solved the finishing dilemma. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it seems like he's maybe kind of lost his. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm still thinking about that Liverpool chance he had, but um, you know, last year he had 18 goals in the season. I guess he's just tracking slightly, slightly behind that right now, yeah. uh, but tracking ahead on assists. So 
Uh, Sterling's my MVP. Um, surprise is uh, Bernardo Silva. Um, five goals, six assists, 7.5 million starting price. Not necessarily a surprise because of how well he played in the offseason. I think we all thought he was he was on track to to do okay this year. But I mean, 7.5 million starting price. It wasn't like he was. I think five goals and six assists this far into the season is is very impressive. Like there's a decent chance that he's going to finish on maybe nine goals and ten assists or something. You know, basically finish on like where 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 Sterling is right now, um, which is you know fantastic return for 7.5 million. Um, and uh, biggest disappointment, uh, I threw Kyle Walker in there. Um, one goal, zero assists, four bonus points at a six point five million starting price. Feels like maybe he's he's not even necessarily a sure starter in that mm-hmm. team anymore, uh, which is kind of surprising. I mean, that, you know, the Walker is like has always been one of those players who just plays like every single game. You know, it's true when he was at Spurs too. So, um, yeah, for him to be fighting for a spot, given how expensive he is, given how little attacking threat he offers, he was just booting it in this this Wolves game. Right? He was trying to score like a, a Newcastle-style screamer, you know. Yeah, it just, right. just wasn't happening for him. He's competing um, for a spot on yeah. City, and now he's got to compete with uh, Trippier in the England lineup. It, it's not fun yeah. to be Kyle Walker right now. It's I agree. I mean, yeah. He's super wealthy. I'm sure he's having a lot of fun like racing expensive cars yeah. around and all He's like not. 28 and like a millionaire many times over, so it's not, it's not that bad. All right, Brandon, Manchester United. Yeah, Manchester United, a uh, huge Oliver Sacks fan, so I went with the word awakening here to describe them. <laughs> the sleeping mm-hmm. giant has has awoken uh and the arrival of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Solskjaer uh has really done the trick. And suddenly we're talking about Manchester United assets for our FPL team. No longer is it just a muted conversation about whether or not you want to bring Luke Shaw in as a third defender. Now you want so many guys. And, uh, yep. you know, first or second on the list is who I believe to be Manchester United's FPL MVP thus far. And it's Paul Pogba. Seven goals, nine, uh, seven goals eight assists. Dude is on pens. And uh, an 8.5 million price tag, I think depending on where you are in the last, the narrative of the last two years seems awfully expensive for Pogba. Um, mm-hmm. But it's he seems incredibly worth it right now heading into game now. week 23. Yes. Yes. Uh, big surprise, got to be Marcus Rashford, who, who comes out of Lukaku's giant, fat, muscly shadow, uh, priced deliciously at 7.4 mil at this point. Seven goals and seven assists, and uh, he's started all uh, in the last nine matches for Manchester United. Just I think fantastic. what's encouraging, what's encouraging too, is that yeah, I mean, even when Lukaku comes on, Rashford stays on the pitch, so it's not like a Jesus Aguero situation where you kind of feel like yeah, if one is in form, the other one is going to be you know is is, is going to struggle to to get minutes. It seems like they can both play together. I don't know if they will start together. Um, but I do think that is uh, it's possible. I wouldn't be surprised if they both started together. There was some slight concern that Lukaku comes on as a sub in both both the Bournemouth and Newcastle match, both to uh, score a goal. Like, was he really fighting for his place? But it seems like Solskjaer just really values Marcus Rashford in that nine spot. Mm-hmm. So um, he's great. Like, I think he's making his way into a majority of teams heading into Game week 23. Biggest disappointment for Manchester United is the uh, the premium goalkeeper to end them all, David De Gea. Coming off mm-hmm. of the uh, miraculous performance against Spurs, he is still my disappointment with just four clean sheets, equal with Joe Hart and uh, Jonas Losel. 
the defense has probably let De Gea down, uh, but yet he remains in terms of FPL, just a, a huge disappointment. Martial, will, he'll get a, a brief mention here where he had this um, run of games between game week eight and 12 where he scored six goals and it looked like mm-hmm. he was just going to take off for United, but he has gone dead silent since then. So a bit of a disappointment there. Um, all right, Brandon, we come to Newcastle. This one we can knock off pretty quick, I think. Uh, my description for Newcastle is uh, depressed, uh, which I think describes uh, the fan base. I think it describes the performance of the team itself. Um, it's just, it, it's not fun right now. And, and, and you kind of feel like with Mike Ashley until until he sells the club, it's just going to, it's just going to be like this. I mean, I must want them to get relegated just, just to force them, you know, it's, I mean, I, you know, just, just to force the move, you know, it's like, it's just not fun. This like, this, I don't know, just like the club fighting the owner. It's just like a, it's just a depressing thing, right? It really is. Like yeah. there's too many. Yeah. It's, it's not fun. So MVP, there's really no one to pick. I, I went with <laughs> Dubrovka, uh, six clean sheets and seven bonus points. Um, surprised the season uh solomon rondon i suppose got five goals and two assists i didn't expect anything from him when he joined the club and um you know granted five goals and two assists is not um, spectacular it's it's not bad um and then uh biggest disappointment is uh jose perez two goals one assist and this comes after uh you know quite uh, arguably you know just I wrote brilliant here. Maybe that's a little strong, but he was fantastic at the, at the conclusion of the seventeen eighteen season. If you if you may, if you recall, Brandon, he was just like a totally on fire the last ten weeks sure. or so of last season. Yeah, and um, yeah, to have two goals and one assist after twenty two game weeks is huge disappointment for, for him. And um, yeah, that's all I have to say about Newcastle, Brandon. If, I hope if, uh, it gets better. If you'll allow me to put an abstract image in your mind, in the mind of all, all of our listeners, just to describe mm-hmm. how depressing Newcastle is, it sure. reminds me of um, just out of the blue, like a man, a Newcastle fan, if you will, punching a horse. I mean, I, I realize nothing <laughs> like that would ever happen, but that's just kind of the the uh, the the dire odds that I see in front of me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, by the way, Kennedy probably should have been in that biggest disappointment category too. <laughs> oh, you all Jeepers, forgot about Creepers. Kennedy, didn't you? Yeah, one goal and one assist in the season. Uh, yeah, kind of his season was summed up in that late, the late uh, penalty save by Etheridge. And yeah, you wonder if if that penalty goes in, does that just change his? He's a young player. Does it change his whole confidence? And what does uh, what does shin guards get bigger after that? We don't know. There's no I, way yeah, to know. We will never know exactly. Uh, all right, let all me right, blow bl- let me blow through Southampton real quick. My word for them is whatever. Like, okay, Hassenhutel has come in and transformed them into a a, a European um, destroying powerhouse. But sure, fine, they'll finish in you know fifteenth and. Well, they'll live sure. to fight another we'll, day. We'll reevaluate next year. Yeah. Yeah. Their MVP is the perpetually injured Danny Ings. Decent FPL value. Permanent uh, injured. Yeah, yeah, but he is permanent injured. Seven goals and one assist for him, but he's missed seven matches thus far. And, and he's he's gone from a, a budget prospect to just too injured to ever consider. Surprise, like this, this is the state of FPL at Southampton. Their surprise hit has been Pierre-Emil Hoilberg. Uh, you love mm-hmm. him. You know him, Josh. Uh, three goals, sure. one assist, yeah. 4.4 mil, decent value on your bench there. Yeah, he a couple screamers in him every year. Yeah, sure. Disappointment, FPL legend for QPR. Um, Charlie Austin, though, he claims that uh, the league refereeing is a joke, but he, I'm here to declare, Charlie Austin, you, sir, are a joke. 
with just two goals yeah. and and endless uh, off field antics. Like you care mm-hmm. so much, but um, you've just been stinking up the place. So uh, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love, I loved your, the, I loved all of your picks here, Brandon. I don't, I don't disagree with any of them. Uh, although maybe disappointment, I might throw, um, uh, oh God, who's the, who's the, um, is he a left back or a right back? The um, Cedric, Cedric Suarez. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Throw him in there too. Uh, Spurs branded. I have written, uh, I, I struggled with the, with the right word for them. Uh, but I, I went with resolute, um, because they have had, quite a they've been really snake bitten this year both in terms of injuries and in terms of uh the wine bar not being ready which is uh, i think kept the stadium uh, and the cheese cave what, the cheese cave exactly that's it's i don't know what yeah the the you know classic building delays you know as, as like happens all the time in new york and everywhere yeah, sure. but um yeah it's just a, it's a mess the back line has been a mess um and yet somehow really, really until about two weeks ago when, when I think the Man United game kind of ended it, they were up there as like a, you know, possible title. I mean, they were above Man City for a couple of weeks, you know, yeah, so, um, yeah. So uh, now, now it's, I think it's over, sadly, especially with, with Kane and Son both out for, you know, Son is out for a month and, uh, you know, in, in, in Asia and Josh, Kane looks sh- like he might surely they signed uh, some decent players to slot in for these guys. No, they did not, Brandon. No one in the offseason, and I don't think anyone's – in fact, they're they're letting more people go. Dembele uh, has already gone. So are they anything, putting, to pay, <laughs> anything to pay for this cheese room, Brandon. Everything it, goes towards the cheese room. Are they putting that skip dude on furlough? Is he just going to make like half of his wages for playing uh, – you know, making 15-minute cam, 15 15 cameos? <laughs> skip. It's like and, a yeah, and, government uh, shutdown. So and someone I someone I think wrote on Twitter that that Harry Winks is the the ultimate average Premier League player and I think that is that is like a perfect I guess he's probably slightly above average I mean he plays for a big club you know yeah he he's the okay, he's but, the better version of Tom Carroll I'll give him that right yeah yeah so uh, but let's let's focus on the positive here Brandon MVP Harry Kane uh, much like Mo Salah just keeps on taking fourteen goals six assists nineteen bonus points. Um, you know, it's, it's so sad that he got this injury too, because I mean, first of all, it's annoying for me because he's in my squad and now I've got to drop him before an away match to Fulham, which is extremely Hmm. disappointing, a real captain option he would have been. Um, but also even just the way he got that injury was like the, you know, the 90, it was 94 minutes and 30 seconds into four minutes of extra time. You know, the game was basically over. Then he gets called and Phil Phil Jones comes crashing into you. There's only one outcome. Yeah, exactly. Usually Jones gets injured then too. Yeah, someone's <laughs> gonna get hurt. True. Usually him. <laughs> uh biggest surprise is obviously Hungman Sung. I mean, you know, it's a remarkable. I mean, he missed, you know, he's he played in the in the Asian games at the start of the season basically to to, to win a reprieve from military duty, uh, which he uh successfully did. Um, and then he came on. It was, he was on fire. I mean, it was inspired by love of country, I'm sure. And he uh-huh. Uh, has eight goals, seven assists, and ten bonus points. Ten bonus points is kind of low. He's a little bit like Mo Salah. I think he just um, gets dispossessed a lot, and you know, he's—I don't know. It's like he's—he's he's maybe like a little too attacking for his own good sometimes. Um, and um, but a really fun player to watch. Um, definitely a player to keep an eye on. I mean, if if you know if Kane is out for like a long time, then Son is basically going to be playing as not a position forward when he when he rejoins the club. Yeah. So. Um, so definitely, definitely a, you know, a fun, a fun player, uh, and also a player who, um, will definitely be in our plans in the second half of the season. In FPL, uh, 
in, in FPL, everyone loves a ball hog. So here's to you, son. <laughs> I, I, just one quick question yeah, yeah, on him. Yeah. Do you think he has to play in the Asian Cup? Now that he has a reprieve from military duty, does he get like reprieve from South Korean Space Force if they win this this cup? I don't know. That's a good question. Like, would he be like part of the Armageddon crew if there was like a <laughs> he just you know he an asteroid coming <laughs> or something? <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, all right. And the biggest disappointment, I've got to put uh, Delhi up there. Four goals, two assists. Uh, he had like a nice start of the season, and we thought maybe this was like the year. But you really would have hoped that he was going to push on a little bit more, um, given how young he is, given how promising he's looked. And and Son has kind of nicked his spot a little bit. Um, you know, especially once. Pochettino moved to the kind of two forward up front rotation. So we'll see, though. I, I actually I'm holding on hope for it for Delhi. I'm actually I'm honestly considering bringing him into my squad, believe it or not, going into game week 23. So, um, yeah, more to more to come there. Outstanding. Uh, we, we ready to move into how many teams? We've got three more teams here. Three more. Yep. How about the the Mooses or the Hornets, the the Yellow Jackets, the Elton mm-hmm. Johns? One word to describe Watford. Um, mm-hmm. I'll describe them as intriguing. Watford, <laughs> and I think they're intriguing because seasons pass since they've been promoted. Watford are just kind of uh, perpetually a race to 40 points, then immediately on the beach. And mm-hmm. in that process, they manage to fire whoever their manager is. This season, there mm-hmm. there is something different in the air. There is something I would describe as intriguing. So let's just run through the uh, list of players here. MVP, Roberto Pereira with six goals and four assists. He is the um, the linchpin of their attack. He's he's looked great since the start of the season. He's managed to not break any limbs. He's, he's stayed relatively healthy. So that's been great for Watford. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, he's looked like their best attacker by a mile. Not to uh, be outshone, we have a mention here for uh, Decore. I think we were watching a Watford match at the Black Horse, Josh, and you said, when will we actually mention Decore on the podcast? We we see you, Decore. We see you, Decore. Very impressive, Decore. Yeah, nice. So uh, three goals, five assists, even though I feel like I see him basically in the FPL ticker week to week, just three goals, five assists, no big deal. But 5.9 million, as much as he's interesting, that's way too expensive. Yet, he's surprising. Mm -hmm. Biggest disappointment, Troy Deeney. He's done mm-hmm. his thing in the league for however many seasons. You'd think this guy would just, I mean, I understand he's getting old, but you'd think he'd push on and just do a little bit more. Uh, and uh, let's let's throw Isaac's success in here in terms of disappointment. There was a brief moment where FPL managers are crying out for a real 4.5 option. I mean, the best we ended up doing was Kamara. But this was mm-hmm. a true bait and switch with Isaac's success. This is like playing the lotto. It's like, you know, you think you're going to be the one who finds a way to 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 get value out of a 4.5 million forward. It just doesn't it doesn't happen. Like once every 5 years it happens. I don't know. Who was the last 4.5 million forward who actually delivered something? Uh, uh don't know. Exactly. That's exactly right. Two clubs left. Uh, anything more to say on Watford? We all know what's going to happen, right? They're going to lose like nine games in a row and finish on 39 points, right? I think they're more intriguing than that, but I'll I'll wait and see. Okay, that's true. I'm just going by what we've seen in the past <laughs> from them. But, I mean, granted they are – I mean, they're, they're in seventh place. They're on, what, 32 points this season? So I guess I'm predicting they're going to score seven more points in the final 16 matches. That seems – 
a little harsh, Brandon. So I, well, I won't, I won't yeah. say that. I'll walk well, that back a little bit. If if Jerry D can get something going, I, I have high hopes for them. That's an easy top ten finish for for Watford. All right, fair enough. All right, two pl- two teams left. West Ham, uh, unreliable is the word that I picked for West Ham. Uh, I think the MVP is pretty obvious here. It's it looked like it was going to be Arnautovic, but um, I think um, Felipe Anderson is, uh, is the clear winner here. Yeah, buddy. Eight goals and three assists. Uh, this comes after a slow start of the season too. So he really came on and he's one of those players who, even if you like remove the fantasy part of it for a minute, he is just. He's he's just he's clearly their best player on the pitch, right? Like you, you yes. never watch a. It's impossible to watch a West Ham match and not be like that guy. That's the guy. That is the best player. Um, and even in the Arsenal match, I mean, he like he absolutely could have had attacking returns, and it just it hadn't worked out for him. So it may be that you know he's not a great fantasy asset in the end because they just don't. He's not surrounded by enough good players, like enough good attacking players who can finish for him. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to have a real forward issue now if Arnie leaves for for China. Uh, which is now looking like it might actually happen. I didn't think it was going to, but now it looks like it might, you know, take place. Um, so uh, biggest surprise for West Ham, it's kind of a thin category. I went with Robert Snodgrass, um, two goals and three assists. Um, I, there's just really, I, there's like a bunch of people who were kind of interesting for like three weeks. You yeah. know, like we had uh, Chicharito was in that category. There's just a lot of like, Little one-offs, a Belbuena for like a minute seemed like the regrets, regrets. Yeah, exactly. Fabianski, I guess. I mean, we kind of know what we're getting with Fabianski. Um, the biggest disappointment is it's kind of like you know it's a little bit like Madison, but um, I think it's got to be Arnautovic. You know, I mean, I Arnautovich, um, just because um, because his name was hard to pronounce for one thing, and that's disappointing for me. Yeah, for everyone. I just, for everyone. Um, I I don't know why it's so hard to pronounce, but I, I always forget it. Um, seven goals and three assists, which is not a bad return, but he just, he can't stay healthy. And the second he gets healthy, he immediately starts agitating to go to a different club, uh, or like move like to China or something. And it's just like, it just bums me out. Like he bums me out. And so that's why he's my biggest disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's something about seeing his name written out here, like Arnie, like, uh, I just want him to be home of the, uh, roast beef sandwich five for five fifty (laughs) five meal deal. So yeah, Arnie, you are disappointing. Um, Last team is Wolverhampton. Let's go with a solid word to describe Wolves, and I'm going with impressive. I know people Mm -hmm. had high hopes for Wolves coming into the season, and I dare say they have met expectations. Even though it's felt rocky at times, I... for whatever an, they've a, met them, they've they, met them, they yep. have met them. Okay, so MVP. This is a tricky one because Doherty and Jimenez on the stats table are pretty close with FPL points, but I just think for our FPL teams, Matt Doherty is a true MVP in that we feel mm-hmm. comfortable starting him against yep. anyone. A lot of people would start him against Manchester City. And mm-hmm. he he's just shown this ability to get attacking returns, three goals, four assists, on top of five five clean sheets. I know we we would hope for a few more clean sheets from him, but just sensational value to be brought in at four point five mil, and uh, we love him. Big surprise would then be I'll give that one to Raúl Jiménez with six goals, mm-hmm. six assists, and it six six and six. It feels slightly unremarkable, but what is so great about Jimenez in FPL is how consistent those 
returns, returns have, come have come in. Yeah, you yep. know they're they're not concentrating into a small small window. No, and he was a five point five million forward. I mean, to get that kind of return from a five point five million forward is remarkable. I mean, for you know, he's only by twenty two percent of managers now. He's risen point nine total. Yeah, um, you know, he's just a very valuable asset, and they have a great run of fixtures coming up. Yeah. And uh, the disappointment is Diego Jota. He was the most hyped Wolves player, attacking player coming into the season. We all know what happened with him. Uh, started off the season very slow, fell out of the starting 11. He's now just on two goals and three assists. He seems to be making a push to get more uh, regular minutes. That said, uh, it's he was disappointing. Yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the clear, the runaway favorite there, I think. Um, all right, Brennan, that is our review. What a review that was. That took what about 18 minutes? We really it was record time. I thought I thought for sure it would take us longer than 20 minutes to go through all 20 clubs, but we uh we was that rev- it. It was, was that review great. the MVP of this podcast season, the surprise <laughs> hit or the biggest <laughs> the disappointment? Biggest. <laughs> we'll leave that for the listener to decide. Uh all right, Brandon, let's just uh, let's not even take a break. Let's just quickly uh game week 23. Uh, kicks off with Wolves, which actually probably explains why Jimenez uh, was rested at 45 minutes. Like, why why play him all 90, you know, when 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 Man City are going to run the table anyway. Um, so uh, Wolves uh, kick off the match playing Leicester. Just quickly, Brandon, I don't want to go through all these matches because um, sure. we've gone a little long here. But uh, who is uh, your bus team right now? Who is your captain? Uh, yeah, on my bus team, Josh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Bus team captain is Mo Salah, home to Crystal Palace. Yep, Salah. It's interesting. Uh, mixed it up there with the pronunciation. Uh, I have I have <laughs> Mo Salah as well, um, and I've got Leroy Sané and the Vice. I, if Kane had played, it would have been a really tricky. Uh, I probably would have actually had to go Kane captain away to Fulham. Um, but yeah, as it is, um, I think uh, Salah is the the clear favorite. I'm sure he's going to be captained by an absolutely insane number of managers this game week. So I think that also um, forces your hand a little bit. Although maybe that opens up the door for a um, a, uh, you know, a differential captain, if you're so brave. Um, and, uh, I think Paul Pogba home to Brighton would be an interesting option too. Yeah. I, I like the Pogba shout too. Hazard has been relegated to vice captain and I'll just have to be happy with that for as long mm-hmm. as I have him. Uh, yep. he, he, yeah, good fixtures coming up, but I just don't see a way to captain Hazard. We can't trust him. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of match where he could do well, but it just feels like you'd be overthinking it not to. Yeah. If you have Salah and Hazard, you just have to go with, with Salah, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. And that's one thing that's it's kind of annoying, actually, because I have I don't I don't know about you, but I have Monday off for Martin Luther King Day. I, I do was too. hoping I would get one of these one of these Monday fixtures and instead um it's it's eight games on saturday two on sunday uh and the sunday matches are kind of funny too we've got huddersfield man city uh and fulham spurs uh i don't even know what to say about those matches those uh, were weird ones yeah um <laughs> just like brace yourself huddersfield and fulham mm-hmm. yeah basically yeah although i mean i don't know what kind of Sp- who even knows how spurs are going to line up in that game so um, that's an interesting one. And uh, Arsenal Chelsea, that is the it's the late game on Saturday. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna I, I'm almost definitely gonna keep Aubameyang now. I mean, unless he gets injured or something. Um, so I have him for this game week. I really would not. I, I actually think that Arsenal will come out much more attacking in this match. I think they kind of have to. Yeah. Um, for for obvious reasons, and 
Um, I think there's still like everyone kind of remembers the you know Aubameyang had you know what it was like you know 12 touches in the um, in the uh, Liverpool match and you know six of them were on the kickoffs you know the first uh-huh. half second half and and four times after goals so um, I think that uh, he'll be he'll be wanting to prove himself a little bit Aubameyang to me doesn't seem like the kind of player who couldn't score in a big game like this either it's not like he's like a flat track bully I mean he just he just doesn't need much to score so um, I, I'm I'm gonna peg him Brandon to get back on the score sheet that's my, my cheeky pick of the week I here's my cheeky pick is in that match. I'm going to score two penalties in my squad. Hazard's going to Hazard's going to score a pen and Aubameyang's going to score a pen. Okay. Wow. Nice. There you go. Take that one to Ladbrokes. That's so specific. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, Brandon, uh, that is that's that's the entire Game Week 23 preview. Uh, we'll be talking more about that. Uh Later on this week, I think I'll do a kitchen table pot where I talk about that a little bit too for our Patreon supporters. And Brandon, if you'd like to become a Patreon supporter, uh, we would love that. It's so every time we get a new Patreon supporter, it, it, it like it warms my heart. It, it genuinely does. Um, uh, Patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can go to learn more about uh, how you can support the podcast. And uh, Brandon, we have some producers to thank. Yeah, Don't producer wait. thank yous, Mike DiPietro, Stephen Toomey, Sam Streak, Jacob Roberts, Nick Costello, Carl Rasmus, Lini Granley, Chris Howell, Rafi Khan, Martin Savage, Rick Brailsford, Jim Payne, Adam Benjamin, Max Chamberlain, Brian T. Trevor Ingerson, Chris Carter, DeBig Gafford, Danny Evans, Babu's Kuhn, Tor Furland, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, and James Holland. Thank you all. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, wherever it is that you get your podcast. Josh, big news. We're nine, we have 99 reviews on iTunes in the States. Oh, man. So if you're wow. an American right. listener, do you want to be the Centurion? Give us that 100th <laughs> five-star review, and uh, you'll be, be a great. legend. Yeah. yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah, where else can people follow us? You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Hail Cheaters. Uh, if you're not following us on Instagram, uh, please uh, go and, and follow us there too. Uh, again, that's uh, Hail Cheaters on Instagram as well, H-A-I-L Cheaters. Uh, Facebook, we're facebook.com slash alwayscheating. Uh, you can visit our website, alwayscheating.com, or you can email us, hailcheaters at gmail.com. So thank you to everybody for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Now, obviously a little bit different. Uh, we were joking earlier uh, at, during one of our breaks that we basically did two podcasts. We did a like a Harry Kane replacement podcast, and then we did a like 90-minute uh, game week or you know season review so far. Uh, but uh, I enjoyed doing it, so hopefully you guys will enjoy listening to it. It's a great double album of an episode. Yeah, it's the Houses of the Holy. Anyway, that's not a double album. I was like, Physical Graffiti is what I was thinking. I was thinking more Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, but, you know, to each other. I was thinking, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I was thinking more um, Quadrophenia. So, you know, it's more all over the place. Uh, All right. Well, regardless, Poku forever. That's right. Hail Lord Sorloth, wherever you are, in Belgium somewhere. (laughs) 